The greatness of a community is most accurately measured by the compassionate actions of its leaders, members, and contributors. Every week, your host, CEO of Two Small Men with Big Hearts, Stu Starkey, shines the light on a community to raise awareness of their leaders, members, and contributors. So together, we can create positive impact, inspire change, and help those in need of assistance at a grassroots level. Welcome to the community of Big Hearts. Uh, welcome back, everybody, to the community of Big Hearts. This week, we're here with uh, Alexandra Blinder. Um, a little bit about her when I was doing some research. I, I read that uh, she's background is with the Israeli army and then then went into being a, an analyst in a, in a bunch of different roles. So this is the first time I'm, I'm meeting Alexandra. Um, and um, no offense, Alexandra, but I expected like uh, a straight edge, like military, um, you know, uh, making sure that every minute is accounted for. And she came in and she's got this like bubbly, warm personality. She's wearing a t-shirt with a big heart on it for us and the cause. Um, and uh, so I'm so excited to, to chat with Alexandra uh, about her initiatives and what she's doing. Uh, some great messages to get into. But um, I'm going to turn it over to you, Alexandra, and give us a little bit about your history and, and your story. For sure. I'm really excited to be here. Um, thank you for inviting me and uh, be, uh, hearing my story. I'm really excited about that. Um, we immigrated to Winnipeg, I think, four years ago. Uh, it was really for us the right decision. We wanted to improve our family and life balance. And one of the most important things for us, for me and my husband is really supporting because you cannot volunteer and give back if you don't have a family support, especially with the two small kids at home. <laughs> so <laughs> from that point, um, my background, as you said, I was in the military after that i went to the um i learned economics and business in israel worked in a couple of uh, uh, roles there in finance and i really love numbers and i love sharing the story behind the numbers because sometimes it's a uh, uh, different people interpret numbers in different way so i like to have the op opportunity to share different views and I was really fortunate to work in the finance field and feel really comfortable from that. And then I thought, okay, how can my knowledge of finance can help other people? And one of the most important things is sometimes we are struggling to understand numbers, not only for, uh, companies, but also individuals. So I started working back in Israel. And when we immigrated uh, here to Canada, to the amazing Winnipeg, uh, I looked for opportunities. Where can I volunteer? And one of the options that came up is through Spark to share my knowledge with a nonprofit. And I did a project with them, uh, with uh, a nonprofit here to help build, build a, a budget. And a year later, they approached me for another project to, uh, to work with another nonprofit to help them uh, build a budget and it was successful and the budget were used for grants and other stuff and on the side I also help, uh, were able to, was able to volunteer with a couple other nonprofits here to help out and I'm also trying to share my knowledge I think it's something that is uh, really really important to me you, uh, you, you teed that one up for me uh, perfectly um, so what we're trying to do here on the community big hearts i'll share in a little bit of this story with you before we started is we're trying to uh, inspire others to give 
uh, and leverage our giving and, and uh, lead by example and, and inspire others to either use their platform to give or um, themselves give. And you're doing both. Uh, and with such an energy, it's, it's really cool to hear your story. Um, I want to dive a little bit into Spark because um, I've dealt with them a little bit and they're like the epitome of what we are trying to do and achieve. I couldn't believe when I was reading about them and then started talking to them, I was in awe of how great of an organization they are and how efficient they are at giving. Because basically what I understand about them is they find charities that need certain skill sets and then they go out and go find those skill sets of people who are willing to donate their skills to those charities. So they're basically marrying Mm -hmm. a two-sided marketplace um, and efficiently giving to back to the community through those charities. That's exactly what they're doing. And one of the most important things, their process, they're really asking a lot of questions, both sides, and in order to see that the match is really right. They're mm-hmm. sharing what the needs of the organization and what the individual are able to do and seeing if it's a match. And, and during the first meeting, they help to build a unique process that both sides agree on hmm. with timeline and everything really, really, really to the smallest details. So both the organization and the individual will know the expectations. And one of the things that I love when the expectations are on the table, it's really easy to follow hmm. and yeah, it's right. really easy to understand and to work together. And if there is some difficulties, you get back to that and see how we can change or modify that, but you already have a conversation. And even if it's a person that you meet for the first time or organization that you learn about for the first time, how they work, they know that you're there. Like for me as a consultant, I was there just to help, to see how my knowledge can improve or can increase uh, and to, to make easier their day-to-day life so yeah. from that yeah. um yeah sparks sparks awesome <laughs> uh now we heard a little bit about uh, your life and uh coming to canada and now some of your roles you've had but in researching what you're currently doing i don't think that quite tells the full story i didn't realize you had two kids as well on top of this but you sit on many boards yes um you're giving back through spark and what she humbly didn't say is that she won volunteer manitoba pro bono uh, award winner this year which means you probably gave quite a bit of your time there as well um, yes, uh, it's a funny story about the volunteer mentor. I'm really humble. I, I don't know how to say thank you for awards and I was so surprised. Um, I was, uh, I'm always following Spark because it's their inspiration and all the consultants are doing an amazing job. And I was following on Facebook or Instagram reading about the the work the consultants were doing from different aspects for marketing from business for uh, accountings that were doing and i was really reading about those inversion was thinking wow there's such an amazing people that are really helping the community and helping the nonprofits grow and improve their processes and i was like thrilled to read about that and then i'm receiving a phone call that i won (laughs) the pro bono (laughs) consultant award and i was like what 
like I was so shocked and I'm still cannot believe that <laughs> I'm still really really um uh, surprised by that because my roots I really believe in uh, helping out yeah. as much as I can that, from that's, different that's aspects yeah. <laughs> and uh, receiving an award is just a really nice bonus but that was not the goal right. the goal is really to see what tools do I have that I can give to others provide them the tools that they can grow and make better decisions for what's right for their business or their personal life so I was talking to Ryan about this uh, before he arrived and we we have an interesting story that we'll probably share in the in the future um, but uh, in processing that it really for us that the biggest thing is just about having impact in the community in a positive way that's the reward for, yeah. for us and I think for most people once they really kind of search why they're giving yeah. um, and I hope I didn't lead you uh, to, on your answer in this next question but um, why do you give? Um, that's a really really good question um, I think it's uh, I think it comes from uh, knowing that uh, when we immigrated here to Winnipeg and when our, my parents first immigrated to Israel from Ukraine when I was uh, seven years old there were people there they, that they supported us and mm -hmm. they helped us to from the first step that, that are like um, understand basic needs or understand the Hebrew language in Israel learn the, uh, the English we knew but we didn't know like the uh, all the I don't know <laughs> it, it's a tough question yes to answer and, and that's why I really like asking it because I think it's that's at the heart of trying to inspire yeah. others to give and it took uh, my business partner and I um, a few soul-searching days to figure out what we wanted to do and why we wanted to do it, and it was it was some of the the best time that I've had really soul-searching was figuring out that answer for us, yeah. and then realizing that we're probably not alone, and and having this discussion hopefully will inspire you know the person that we're having the discussion with. Obviously, yeah. you don't need that inspiration. <laughs> Um, but this conversation between us with others listening can inspire them to give. It's, so. I think it's like when somebody is helping you, when you're, I don't know if it's a rock bottom, but in the beginning that you don't have many, many tools or you don't understand how the things works and somebody sits with you and guide you through all the process and provide you the support it inspired me to understand that when we will have the time and we will have the opportunity, I want to do that. Right. I want to help others to ease their life a bit mm. with the tools and the things that I already learned hard way. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes really hard way. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but um, to make their path a bit smoother, and one of the things that all the workshops with women that I do, they ask me why you give your time, why you persist 
insane that women should know and understand finance why you persist on that and i'm saying because you can hmm. you are Love able that. and you have the knowledge and if you don't know something i'm here and i can share with you different views but don't be afraid i'm here just to you know hold your hand and to see that that's possible and I don't know, just encourage that way. And sometimes also in an organization, I just want to encourage that it's possible and you can do that. And that's something that it's easy and it's comfortable and people can make like the first step. And if you do the first step, it's a bit easier to roll. <laughs> yeah, for me, the analogy is it's like going to the gym. Okay. <laughs> you, you, uh, for me, like I'm got to work up the energy to go to the gym, but when I'm done, I always feel great after I feel like joy that I went. And I think it's, it's similar with giving that it's going to take energy and you're working up about how hard it's going to be. But then when you do it, you're like, Oh wow, that was awesome. And that to me is like, okay. So the difference between joy and, and pleasure. Pleasure is those guilty pleasures that give you a jolt of dopamine, but then they're, they're short-lived and they're gone. The joy is that thing that takes energy, that's hard work, but it feels really good for a long time. And to me, that's, that's giving back or going to the gym. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's a great conversation. The, um, so the second question was, what's a story that you think of um, for you that, that had the most impact when you were giving? Um, the story that uh, why I continued giving and why we, when we immigrated to Winnipeg, I knew that I will go back to volunteering. When I was in Israel, again, I'm from the finance field. Like you're, you're comfortable with numbers. It's easy. You understand it. You love it. You're like, when people are afraid for numbers, you're saying, I, sit with me. I will explain. You will start loving the numbers. Don't worry about that. Mm -hmm. And I was fortunate to volunteer uh, back in Israel uh, with an organization that comes to families and teach, helps them um, get out of debt, to understand why are they're in such uh, uh, why they're not able to go on vacation or why they're not able to maintain even the basics lives and they're like a huge credit debt or really have such a huge loans that they're just continuing and I was uh, working with a family that started with like their income was around 10 and like I'm trying to con tr translate to <laughs> like the Canadian dollar. Mm -hmm. Their income was around $5,000 a month mm -hmm. and their expenses were around $10,000 okay. a month. And it's like a family with uh, two working parents and two small kids, not small kids. I think they were around 10 and nine. Mm -hmm. And then we work together to understand where are their spending goals and what they can do in order to increase their income. And after six months, it was like the opposite. They were able, because she was a teacher, she started doing um, private lessons. The kids started helping out. The, uh, the husband, we worked with a couple of organizations to increase his 
uh, income and eventually it's flipped their income became uh, 10 like after six months yeah. and, and the expenses because they were aware of that and they were making smarter decisions that they were their decisions I just asked the questions and asked can you do you really need that is it something that you want or is it something that you need and, and just changing that view it was something that uh, inspired me to see that families sometimes just need the right guidance and mm. they can make that those decisions and that inspired me to continue doing that and continue supporting from explaining the finance or sharing that it's just decisions daily decisions uh, um yeah i like you um I'm a numbers guy. So hearing that story, I was like, oh, that's amazing. <laughs> and I loved, I love those kind of conversations and helping people because we all have our own skill sets, yes. right? And I'm sure they have their own that, that are, are much better than, than ours. And you just got to figure out how to unlock that. And numbers are so useful because I think that it's, it's an underappreciated skill or an under, under-taught skill or explored skill mm-hmm. where us kind of number nerds, um, we, we get to really, you know, use that quite usefully as you've done with Spark and in your career and yeah, well done. Thank you. Thank you for all, all of your giving. I know Ryan, uh, found you and brought you here and he was also really excited to have you on. And I think he may have a, a question or two for you. <laughs> it's one of those things where I, I'm always curious as to how somebody got started. I want to understand their first volunteer opportunity. The reason I want to understand that is because a lot of people who are going to be listening to this or yeah. watch this, they might not have volunteered at all. Yeah. So I'd love to understand what your first volunteer opportunity was and why did you get started with that? Um, I was always wanting to volunteer. And uh, uh, when I started working, learning, um, and then we had our twins. And when they were six months old, I think. Uh, I, I'm just trying to remember yours. Yeah, when they were like about six months old, uh, I was uh, starting talking with my husband and saying, I need uh, time for myself. Mm. And he said, Sure, <laughs> you're doing amazing, <laughs> raising <laughs> two uh, twins. Um, it's a challenge. So, yeah, if you want to go out, do something for yourself. And I think around that time, uh, we were back in Israel and there was a, a, a course for like financial consultant, volunteer consultant in the Palm Onim organization. I said, okay, I want to do that course. And my husband supported again. He said, yeah, sure. And I did the course in Palm Onim that is really teaching you how to come to families, how to guide them, what's the right question to ask not to push them but just to encourage them and help their hand and eventually i started being a consultant uh, there again pro bono without charge and it was like i think it was like first family it was like two uh, two hours um, in uh, every two weeks and it was in the evening so it was nice kids went to bed mom went out came back really late but my husband was really supportive of that and that's the amazing part that if you have like those two hours in two weeks or even like three two hours in a month 
there are so many opportunities even here in Manitoba when we came we were we started work but the kids were also at uh, at uh, uh, in their daycare and I asked again my husband can I volunteer do mm-hmm. you have that opportunity if I will find the opportunity and he said yes for sure I'm here the kids are fine everything is is uh, taken care of do do what you need for yourself and if you can give back that's amazing so if you don't mind yeah sure. Th- this message is so important and um, what I picked up on that and what I want to keep driving home for the listeners is that you initially weren't doing it for others you were doing it for yourself it was your therapy it was your time away and this was something that was meant to make you feel good yes. and and like it shouldn't volunteering shouldn't be something that's a chore it shouldn't be something that's giving to you as well and and I love win-wins I love you know being a numbers guy and seeing one and one make three yeah. um, that's the arbitrage of life um, so God Sorry, Ryan, I just wanted to get that point in there. You and I are simpatico, brother, because we're going to say the same thing. And that people think that volunteering is, is, is about being selfless, and it's about continuously giving and giving. And it is. it is. But there's a selfish component to it as well. And the fact that you are not only just giving to others, but you're also getting something back in return. So it's, 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 it is a give and take. So you did it, and you 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 searched for it because you knew it also make you feel good. So I think a really key message here to people who maybe aren't thinking about volunteering because they think it's a it's it's it's, oh, it's difficult and oh it's something I got to do. Maybe you need to find the right opportunity that is a match for you. Do you like animals? Maybe you can give your time to a, to a dog shelter, a cat shelter. Um, maybe you enjoy uh, conversation. Well, maybe you can go and speak with people at like Golden Door or an yeah. old folks home. What is it that you truly love doing? And once you know that, then you can find a way to find how, how you can match that with volunteering. And I think that's a really good message to get out here in that volunteering shouldn't be painful. Mm-hmm. It shouldn't be difficult. It should be something that you enjoy. Yeah, there are so many different organizations and we are lucky here in Winnipeg to have such a huge community of nonprofits, and they really need the support, even mm-hmm. like two hours couple of hours a month something that you can come up i know that there are people that even like companies support one day volunteering and people are not doing that because they're like where would i find the one day reach out to any nonprofit, and they will love for your time and your support and they in your help on that day and that will be awesome like in my case, uh, because I was fortunate enough for to volunteer and helping hands for Manitoba for breast cancer, it's from the hmm. and again and from from light that it's more on the uh, helping and providing tools for economic growth and oppor- growth, uh, work opportunities and from different aspects, there are such a huge variety of options. Like you were saying, Ryan, helping shelters, working with kids, working with elderly they're like working in lgbt community there's such huge need and if you have that time and if you're willing reach out to any 
non-profit and if you don't know reach out to volunteer manitoba and they will do the matching or reach out to spark if you have uh you know some skill that uh, might be needed that's that's yes i was going to ask alexandra what her her final message would be for the (laughs) listeners and i think you did that beautifully i didn't even have to ask it Um, so Alexandra, thank you so much for this conversation and, uh, you're an inspiration for me and hopefully the listeners and I'm sure we'll get a little bit more volunteering out there because of what you've, what you're doing, what you've said here today. Thank you so much. Thank you for tuning into this week's episode of the community of big hearts with Stu Starkey. If you know someone in your community who is a leader doing great things and driving change, a contributor who is on a passionate mission to help their community through a nonprofit or a foundation, or a community member just doing their part to make their community a better place. Please send Stu an email and let him know, and maybe they can be featured on a future episode of the Community of Big Hearts. You can email Stu at stu at twosmallmen.com. Again, that's stu at twosmallmen.com. Thank you again for listening.